before we give you glory right now, we bless your name for this word that you're going to give us today. Life-changing word. We're thinking right now somebody's mind is going to be altered. Their plans are going to be altered. Amen. Right into your will because of this word that you have for us today. And we thank you for it right now. We thank you right now that even today that you're, that you're navigating us back on the right track with your word. We give you glory. We give you honor. And the enemy right now is subdued and con cannot stop this word from getting to these, your people. We thank you for it right now. Continue to let your Holy Spirit just permeate and reign throughout this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Let everyone say amen. First Samuel chapter 30. Amen. Everyone standing for the reading and the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 30, there's some stuff there that we want to talk about today, and certainly uh, we cannot exegete everything out of this passage, but there's something that I just want to talk about today that God put on my heart way back the first of the week and said, I want you to talk about this concerning the people, and so, uh, you know, I'm just crazy enough to be obedient, amen. <laughs> God is so good. How many of y'all know obedience is better than sacrifice? Thank you, Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 10, and then we're going to verse 17 through 20. And I will repeat myself to make sure that you have gotten the word today and know where we're going. So you can write it down. Amen. And certainly we welcome uh, the online audience uh, who are watching us by the internet today, amen, and I'm just so glad God is omnipresent. He'll meet you right in there in your living room, amen, in your love seat. He'll go right in there and tap you, bless the Lord, amen, he's everywhere. Thank you, Jesus. It reads as follows. If you haven't, just say, I'm ready. It says, and it came to pass. There's one passage that says, and then it happened, but it says, and it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives and were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. Let me read that again. And had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives in Hanoim and Jezreelitis and Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. 
but David encouraged himself in the, in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and the 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued, he and 400 men for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook for so. Verse 17 says, And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men, which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those of the cattle and said, This is David's spoil. Let the church say amen. Now, I want you to go back to verse 6. It says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and for his daughter. And David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Look at your neighbor and tell them, say, I know you might be dealing with some things. But look back at them and say, don't quit now. Tell two more people, say, don't quit now. Don't quit now. You may be seated if you can. Some of y'all might can just shout on that right there. Don't quit now. Thank you, Lord. I've known folks and had friends that quit. Some of them would, some of them would say, you know, I just need a break right now. I need a break, you know, and, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be at church or whatever, you know, and, and through, and this through the years of my ministry, you know, I'm going to do so and so. I just need a break. And, but they end up, end up quitting and never made it back. And you got to understand that this fight that we're going through, many times when we get weary and we want to stop, how many of y'all know that the enemy don't say, oh, okay, since you're going to take a break, I'm going to take a break, I'm going to wait for you. <laughs> how many of y'all know he don't do that? That is just a sign to him that what he's doing is working. Come on, somebody. And and he'll just he'll that's when he will drop the hammer. Amen. 
he come off a rope then and boom. I got him on the rope. And then he that's when he will come with Edward swinging and, and guns a-blazing. And so you got to understand that the time when you really need to stir up the gift in you is when you feel like quitting. That's the time when you really need to fight. How many of you ladies in here that have bore children know that most of the time the greatest pain is right before, come on now, right before the baby comes? Many times the biggest fight is right before the baby comes. Sounds like we, don't, we haven't had anybody in here that had a child before, but, you know, anybody had one, man, you know. Amen. Some of y'all sisters that know you, I mean, you should have said, show you right. Amen, because y'all know y'all about broke somebody's hand. I was smart. I let somebody else hold my wife's hand while she was. <laughs> Amen. But many times, the, the most difficult time comes right before God comes through. Many of us in, in here, many of you in the sound of my voice, certainly you've thought about giving up before. Amen, somebody. In fact, you know somebody that gave up. One week they were talking to you about what God, God told them to do and how fired up they were, and, and, and the enemy threw one little thing in front of them, and they quit the next week. Look at your neighbor and tell him, said, don't quit now. If there was any time to hold on to God, it is now. And you got to understand that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and, and that, that is his calling call. And that, his, that is his plan and vision and dream for you. But you got to reverse that thing. It doesn't matter what you go through. you got to keep on keeping on and hang in there. And many of us quote that thing, said, I can do all things through Christ. And then we, the next thing you know, we're on the road. That's because we're not doing it through him. Amen, somebody. You got to operate through him. And let me tell you something. Satan don't care about how big your house is. Don't care about what kind of car you drive, how much jewelry you wear, your clothes, you know, your status and everything. He's just trying to steal your joy. You got to understand that something happened in your car and your house get burnt down or whatever. He wasn't, he's not caring about any of that. He wants to steal your joy. His aim is to make you quit. That's what he wants to do. He, he's worried about, about your, your, your soul being right with God. He don't want it being right with God. He's coming against you to make you quit, to make you say, uncle, to make you say, I don't want anything else to do with God. That is his plan. My God, my God. And so we see in this, this story here uh, that it was a dark time in David's life. And, and, and I, I want to talk a little bit to the men today, but I'm going to talk to uh, the ladies too. Is that all right? It, it was a dark time in David's life. And David had gotten off track because Saul was chasing him. Saul was chasing him at this particular time. Boy, they have a church over there, boy. I'm about to take everybody and move over there. Uh, but, uh, you know, but, but, <laughs> but Saul was chasing him at this time. And uh, David 
got off track. Sometimes the enemy will put pressure on you to the point where you get off track with God. You got to understand that the hedge that he has around you, amen, it, it, it depends on you staying off track because you can walk out of the hedge. You got to stay on track with God and, and go forward. So here it is when Saul was chasing him, uh, David got off track and decided he was going to go over and hang out with the Philistines. And so when, when, when Saul found out he was over there, Saul stopped chasing him for that period of time because David was now hanging out with the enemy. In, in fact, at this particular time, the Philistines had David and his men running around doing things for them. Being, they, were, they were actually mercenaries, amen, for the enemy. And so then they got ready to go up against the children of Israel, and they sent David home. That, that was David's people, though, so they sent him back home. They sent him to Ziklag, back to Ziklag, where they temporarily had set up their home. But David had already gotten, gotten out of the will of God. He, he had gotten off track. In other words, all of these men that were with David left their families alone. And what the enemy wants to do is to get every man sidetracked away from their home. He wants to get every man out there. That's why we have so many men now that's incarcerated. How many of y'all know in the United States, we got more people incarcerated in any other country? And most of them are men. And so either they're incarcerated, they're all tracked away from home, or, 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 or they, they have a perverted sex life, amen. Some of it call, sometimes they call it on the download, the DL. Loving women, women and men. I just, I just need three people right there that ain't scared, amen. And so we're dealing with all of these things. That's why in some of y'all's Bible it says, then it happened. When we're hanging with the enemy, the, oh my God, when we're hanging with the enemy over here, you got to understand it's a distraction for the that now he comes around the backside and while we're away from the house, while we're not tending to our family, while we're not bringing up our children, the enemy comes in and he begins to raise them his way. Amen, somebody. Sometimes men even come up in the church. They don't really want God. They're just trying to get a female, amen, somebody, and lure them away from the house. The trick of the enemy, and it works both ways. Amen, men. Come on now. And so we understand here that many times but, but people can still come to church. Amen. Things have gone on in their life and they will still come to church, but they disconnected from church. Their passion is gone. Amen. Oh, my God. They've already left mentally and spiritually, but they still come just to stamp the book so they can tell mama. But really, all kinds of things are going on within them. Amen, somebody. And so when they came back home, and they thought they were coming back home for a nice meal. They thought they were coming back home, amen, to caress their wife. And they thought they were coming back home to play with the kids and ask them what they had been doing. But all of a sudden, when they came back home, the whole family was gone. How many of y'all seen that movie, Taken? 
This is the real taking right here I'm talking about. When they got back, everybody was gone. Their wives was gone. Their homes had been burned to the ground, and, and their children was taken. The sons and daughters were gone. They took them all. And in the spiritual realm, we see that today. Families divided. Oh, come on, somebody. Where the enemy had take, took the whole family in the house but can't get along. Oh, come on, somebody. Faking it in the public. Oh, come on. But the family's gone. The family's divided. It can't, everybody was gone. The enemy took everybody. That's why we see young men and young women today shooting up folks and they're killing one another. All kinds of things going on because it's a divide in the family. It's a spiritual thing. You got to understand it's spiritual. People being pressured today. Amen. Oh, you got to understand this thing in Congress right now that we're dealing with the shutdown, sequestration, all of that. It's a spiritual thing. Understand that the enemy, oh my God, is at the root of this thing and trying to pressure people to do things. Some people can't pay their bills, all kinds of things. It's designed to pressure you to quit. It's designed to pressure you to walk away from the family. Why? Because there is a false peace in quitting. There's a false peace in quitting. Because when you quit now, nobody don't expect anything of you. When you quit now, there's nothing required of you. Oh, they already quit. Don't even worry about them. They gone. See, there's a false peace in quitting. And all of a sudden, that false peace for a while, and all of a sudden, years will go by, and you'll ask yourself, why did I quit? Look how far I could have gone if I had not quit. You had a situation right here where these men came back and the, the families were gone. So they began to weep. They wept bitterly. They said they wept so hard that there was no more strength in them. Anybody ever cried like that before? I know some of y'all have. You cried so hard there was no more strength left in you. I'm talking about men, grown men. Weeping like babies. Then lost my wife. Lost my son. Lost my daughter. Might have been drugs. Might have been to a, through a health issue. Something happened on the job. Something happened in your life. Found out that she was cheating found out that he was cheating. Found out that everything wasn't like I thought it was. Thought I was coming home to one thing and stepped into another. Everything gone. Oh, come on, somebody. This is real stuff right here. Thought y'all were going to be to death, do us part. Now, all of a sudden, and see, these are the times that many people quit. Husband died, wife died. Man with God, now I quit. Some people just some people just quit over small stuff. I prayed to God for an A and I got a B. 
Akugi. I prayed for God for a little boy, and it was a little girl. I quit. I prayed to God that we would be together forever. Now I done found out she was cheating with my best friend. Found out he was cheating with my cousin. I quit. It got so bad that David's own team, his soldiers, his own soldiers that rode with him, that fought with him, said, we should kill you. They turned against him. They said, we should take you out because if we had not been hanging with you, we wouldn't have lost our family. Wouldn't have lost my stuff. Wouldn't have lost my home. Wouldn't have lost everything I worked for for years. Wouldn't have lost. Oh, my God. But my children, I raised them all the way up. And I, I couldn't wait to get back to see. But I'm out here hanging with you. I should kill you if it had not been for you. One of the enemy's most powerful tricks is when he... He does it when he causes evil to happen because he is evil. And one of his most powerful and effective tricks is to cause you to fight against your own team. Amen. But he's the one caused all the trouble. He have husband fighting against wife and, and the devil created it all. But until you step back and look at it in the spiritual room, say, wait a minute, why are we fighting one another? Amen. The enemy has done this. Oh, come on, somebody. Had them fighting against one another. Church folk against church folk. Family against family. Son against daughter. Friend against friend. Now all of a sudden, we want to kill somebody for what the enemy did. Want to kill family for what the enemy did. Somebody got to hold your back. You done took your coat off and everything. Wanting to fight somebody for what the enemy did. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Powers, rulers of darkness in high places. You got to understand it's the enemy that does it all. That comes against you and he uses people. So now they're weeping. Broke down. David don't even have no friends now. Everybody mad. Crying. Say it's over now. I quit. And one of the greatest turnarounds in the Bible we see right here. One of the greatest turnarounds. Anybody else would have quit. Anybody else would have threw in the tower that says over. Amen. Let's have a friend. I'm never going to see my family again and so forth. But just like in the movie Taken, the man made up. Oh my God. He made a decision. Well, come on, somebody. And he said, We're going to turn this thing around. See, you got to understand this is the time. There's no time to quit now. 
And see, there's four points to a turnaround I want to talk about. I'm going to let you go right after this. I mean, the first one, I mean, David encouraged himself in the Lord with something nobody else might not encourage you. But you got to learn to grab yourself and say, come on here, boy. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, encourage yourself, encourage yourself, encourage yourself. If nobody else, amen, don't look at you and say, Lord, you've been losing weight. Tell yourself, child, you look good. got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you got to lay yourself down on the couch and say, don't, don't you let this thing go out like this. As long as you got breath in your body, don't you let this thing, amen, don't, don't you let it in like this. Amen. You got to counsel yourself. Amen. Don't, 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 we not going to go down like that. Amen. Good God Almighty. Come on, somebody. You got to encourage yourself. Amen. Amen. You got to pick yourself up and say, come on here. We're not going out like this. I don't know where they're at. I don't know what happened. Amen. But we're getting ready to find out. That's why I said David encouraged himself, not in people, not in the news, not in CNN. Come on, somebody. Not in MSNBC, not in Fox Channel. But it said David encouraged himself in the Lord. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violence, take it by force. Look at your neighbor and say, we're getting ready to take some stuff back. We're getting ready to take some stuff back. I, I, see, I know it might look rough. I know you done cried about it. I know all kind of stuff done jumped off. But you got to encourage yourself right now. Oh, well, I didn't get the job. Well, you encourage yourself anyway. Because God got a better job for you. Amen, somebody. Oh, my God. Well, the, the loan didn't come through. Well, that's all right. Amen. I'm going to save some more money. Amen, somebody. Encourage yourself. Come on, somebody. Well, the relationship didn't work out. Oh, bless the Lord. Amen. God got many more fish in the sea. Amen, somebody. You got to learn how to encourage yourself. Amen. Well, they didn't let me sing. They said I couldn't sing good enough. Well, bless the Lord. They give me more rehearsal time. Amen. You got to learn how to encourage yourself. Well, it didn't work out. Well, you know, you wasted all that time. No, you didn't. I spent all this time finding out what the real deal was. Amen. God blessed me through all that time, and now I'm better than I used to be. And, and, and then... The next thing that you got to do is go consult some people of God. He went to Abathar, the son of the priest, begin to talk to him. See, many times when, when we're in a, in a rough situation, we talk to all the wrong people. We talk to all the wrong people. We, 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 we go and talk to somebody that'll, make us, that, that'll allow us to be crazy, that'll say, to say some crazy stuff. We go talk to somebody that where we can say, oh, I don't even believe in the Lord no more. I don't want that. No, you, no you, don't, you, you need to go talk to somebody that's going to hold you accountable. 
that's going to that, that's that's focus you and say, wait a minute, hold up, look, d d connect the dots. And once you connect all the dots, you'll see the enemy right in the middle of this picture. You getting mad with God. God the one got your breath in your body right now. God the one keeping you right now. God the reason you still got a dollar in your pocket today. God is the reason you got a job. God is the reason you can still walk, still talk, still move around here. God is the one that's keeping you. You didn't do all that on your own. Next thing that you get is going to be God that allows you to get it. Don't, do it. don't get around somebody talking crazy. Get, get around somebody that's going to hold you accountable. Say, focus yourself back on God. Amen, somebody. That's why even when you're in church, don't, don't, don't sit around somebody that don't want to play around all that stuff. Talking about did you gas up the car and all that. I ain't got time for that. I came to give God praise. I ain't got time to play with the baby now. Put the bottle in the baby's mouth. Give him his pacifier. We come to give God some praise up in here. Somebody shout glory up in here. I need this word. I don't know about y'all. How many of y'all need some word? Amen. You need a time bomb to throw up on the devil's head. So you got to understand, get around somebody to hold you accountable. Oh, my God. He went and talked to Abathar. Somebody going to be talking some sense. Amen. Amen. Somebody, somebody that, 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 that when you, you undercover what happened, amen, they'll, they'll, they'll steer you to God. He went and talked to them. Amen. And the fourth thing that happened, it says that then he prayed to God. He consulted. God, he took it to God. Amen. Because first of all, well, well, why, didn't, why didn't you go to God first? Sometimes you beat folk be so out of it, and, they, and, 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 and you know you got to get to somebody that can get you back focused right on the right stuff first. Amen. So when you go to God, you come to God correct. Oh, come on, somebody. Because when something happened to you like that that's so devastating, how many of y'all have ever seen somebody that just been devastated? They are, sometimes they're almost out of their mind. You got to understand these men had wept so hard and so they wept so bitterly, amen, that their strength was gone, amen. They, 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 it, they were pain all over them. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know where they were. They, I mean, they had nothing left. Imagine if you go home right now and your house is flat. Oh, I'm going to bring it on home to you. And, and then, you, then you call looking for your kids. They gone. You can't find them nowhere. You call looking for your spouse. They gone and you have no clue to what happened. All you know is that the enemy just hit you with everything he got. Nothing there. That's why these men whipped. They, they wept bitterly. You got to understand what's going on here. Imagine if you, see, see in, in your mind right now, you're thinking just like they were. I'm going to go outside and get in my car and I'm going to go home. And but what if you go outside, car gone? What if you have somebody to take you home, house is burnt to the ground? Then what if you get ready to call somebody? They gone too. That's why this is one of the greatest 180-degree turns in the Bible. Because when something like that hits you, the world say you're supposed to quit. You're supposed to throw on the towel. You're supposed to give up on God. But David didn't. 
be encouraged to share because there will come a time so there's some things that can hit you so hard when folk when folk don't even want to be around you. They will excuse themselves from the scene. And you can't find nobody to get no encouragement from. They'll say, it, 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 y'all, some of y'all have done it. Somebody messed up and you know they did it and then you didn't call them no more because you didn't want your hand because you didn't want to be around them. You didn't want nobody to know you were connected to them. I got a phone call yesterday. When I left, left, left this church that the morning, somebody called me, one of my cousins called me and, and, and said, did you know so-and-so? Because we got a cousin we call Pee-wee. And he said, have you heard, did you hear, I said, what? What happened? So, you know, he murdered some folks in, in, back in my hometown. One of my cousins. Amen. Just shot up some folks. You see, you know, they picked him up. But, you know, this is not the time for me to be te- not tell nobody, no, nah, who? This is the time for me to call them and say, man, get your life right with God. Ain't no time to quit. See, the enemy set you up. Come on, somebody. Now's the time you need to seek God. Because there's a good chance you're going to get the chamber. So you need to get it right with God. See, you got to understand that there's situations that we can go through that the only one that we can talk to at that particular time is God. That's why God said in his word, that's why there's a passage in set that says, when my mother and father, oh, come on, forsake me, it says, then the Lord will take me up. See, there are some things that can happen in our life that's so dramatic that even mother and father will say, I don't want nothing to do with you no more. Oh, this is real right here. Now, if y'all want me to preach just the three rhymes and go home, I'll do it. But how many of y'all want it real? See, this is what we did. This is what make folk jump off bridges. This is what make men implode and they put a gun to, 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 to their chin and pull the trigger. And, and, then, and then somebody break in, somebody open the door and they thought, like, I thought everything was going pretty good. You don't know what's going on. Somebody can be shaking your hand and smiling and saying, saying if this thing happened one more time, I'm out of here. It's called implosion. So that's the difference in men and women a lot of times. Many times, women, they will explode. They'll let you know. They'll put their hands on their hips and say, no, I didn't like it. But a man, he'll hold it in. He'll hold it in and be asking if they had the juice in the refrigerator, in the mobiscus. And right next to walking out. If it happened more than one time, he'll walk out and, and gone, and you never know what happened. See, that's so good about the thing that what the men had the other night. We begin. You got to learn how to open up. You better open up to somebody. See, David could have stayed closed and not talked to nobody and said, don't nobody want to be. But God always got somebody, if it's just one, that'll come alongside. Oh, come on, somebody. That'll come alongside you that's still saying, Lord, help me right now to help them. Oh, come on, somebody. And so... He brought, Abathar brought David the ephod. 
ephod was what the priest wore. And when they called for the ephod, that meant they were getting ready to go to God for a decision. Brought him the ephod. He put the ephod uh, up and said, because in the ephod, there's these, these two rocks in the pocket of the ephod called the thumbing and the coming. And, 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 and what the priest would do when they prayed to God, they, they would pull these two stones out. And, and the position of these stones, someone would say, I heard somebody teach you it because the light would hit it a certain way. And somebody said something else. But one thing I do know, they used these two stones. They would pull them out. And whatever they prayed to God for, the position of the stones when they pulled them out was their answer. So when he called for the ephod, he went in and he pulled those stones out because he asked God a question. He said, shall I pursue? There's some stuff that had been taken from me, my whole family, my children. See, y'all just imagine right now. I know how many of y'all love your family. You love your kids. You love your, your spouse. You love. Imagine this. You got to see where he was. Said, shall I pursue? Why did he ask that question? Because, see, this thing was so devastating. Why did he ask? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Doreen asked that, this question. He asked God that question because this is the stage when most people quit. This is where most people, you can talk to people all over the nation, and they'll tell you about something that happened in their life, and they say, well, I gave up there, and I quit. Yeah, if that happened, I, 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 I quit. I moved to, I moved to so-and-so. I said, I just quit. But this is why David encouraged himself. He went through the process, and then he asked God, he said, shall I pursue? Then he asked another question. He said, now, when I pursue? Will I recover what I lost? Because they, and why, why did he say that? Y'all could answer that question. Because there's no need me going after it. Oh. Ain't no need me wasting my gas. Ain't no need me wasting my time deep. If I'm going to run out here and, 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 and I'm not going to get anything back, I'm going to find them all dead. I'm going to find everything. Thing is, It's going to be more devastation because I can't take no more. That's why God sent his word. I will put no more on you. Oh, come on now. Then you can bear. Oh, my God. I, I tell you, I feel this thing right now. My God, my God. Woo, hallelujah. Then God told him something. God said, pursue me. And one thing he told him, next thing he told him, he said, and you shall. This before he ever seen him again. Oh, my God. He had not seen his kids at this time. He didn't know how it was going to look when he found them. But God told him, said, pursue. He said, you shall recover everything that you lost. Somebody need to praise him right there. That's why it's no time to quit now. Tell your neighbor, look at him again. You know, I know you don't know what they're going for, going through right now, but tell them, say, don't quit now. Don't quit now. Don't quit now. Don't quit now. David pursued. See, that's the last thing you got to do. When God t- 
tell you what to do. This is where a lot of people mess up right here. Execute. You got to execute it. Once God give you an answer, execute. If God said, do this and everything going to be okay, you got to, get, you got to get to rolling right then. Your old man, you got this time. Okay, God, that's what I'm rolling. When God said pursue, David got the men together, got 600 men together, said, let's roll. He went back to the men that wanted to kill him just a moment ago and said, God done spoke to me and said, let's pursue. Let's go after him. Some of y'all have lost some stuff, and y'all gave up on it. Some of you gave up on, oh, my God. Some of y'all gave up on your call. Some of you didn't gave up on your family. Some of y'all gave up on your dreams, on education, your business that you wanted to build. Some of y'all gave up on it. Y'all done quit. You threw in the towel, and now you're just sitting there talking about, I'm going to ride it out to Jesus. There's some more things in you that God want to do. You haven't even, oh, my God, haven't even touched the surface of what God has put in you. Some of y'all got books in you, you got tapes in you, you got CDs, you got movies, you got deliverance for other people in you. And you decided to stop the thing that God told you a long time ago. He has not changed his mind concerning you. He said, pursue. Went to the men that wanted to stone him and told him, say, y'all come on, we going to get them. And the thing about it is, 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 is deep, there was 200 of them that had wept to the point where all of their strength were gone, they could not even, they could not even travel with them. They, they were just broke down. The, the, all the energy, their strength was gone because they had weeped to the point where they couldn't even travel. David told him, said, y'all stay here. Let me tell you something there. I'm going to give y'all a bonus point here. There's some people that you're going to have to get their victory for them. There's some folk that you're going to have to get their victory for them. David said, that's all right. Y'all stay here. We got this. Us 400, we're going to go. Why could David go on? Because God had already told him. You're going to get it all back. Somebody ought to praise him right there. Oh, my God. Some of y'all that lost a loved one, some of y'all the first marriage maybe didn't go that well, but God getting ready to give it all back to you. He's going to give you some stuff. You're going to be good. God Almighty, my God. Woo, ain't this awesome right here? God is getting ready to turn it around. Oh, my God. God, he's going to do it in a way that's going to set you up and wait. Oh, my God. People are going to look at you and say, we thought you were dead. We thought it was over for you. Amen. We thought we heard about all your stuff was taken. All your family broke down, busted and disgusted. But when God turned it around, God is going to turn it around. Don't worry about it. God is going to turn it around. God is going to turn it around. God is going to turn it around. Oh, my God. He's getting ready to turn it around. He's getting ready to turn it around. The stuff you've been praying for, the stuff you've been crying about, the stuff you, oh my God, that you didn't know what was going to happen. God is getting ready to turn it around. My God, my God. Some of y'all have counted some stuff out, but God said, no, I'm getting ready to turn it around. 
Some of y'all going on what the man said or what the lady said, but God is getting ready to turn it around. They went there. David went there with that army and, and messed around and ran into a man that they had dropped off because they got sick. Amen. You, you see, you've got to understand, God with his GPS system, that global position God uses, amen, he'll show you where your stuff is. Some of y'all, he's getting ready to show you where your stuff is. He's getting ready to show who got your stuff, and he's going to show you how to get it back. Oh, somebody need to praise him right now. Amen. He's going to show you, tell you what to say, tell you where to go, tell you how to go. He's going to bust a move up in here. He's getting ready to do it. Oh, my God. God, my God, help me, Holy Ghost, up in here. Woo! My God. Woo! I just, I'm just happy for y'all to came today to get this. My God, my God. He showed them where his stuff is. There's a fella, they dropped off Dick. He was, he was side of the road, and they stopped him. And, and the guy just stopped talking. He didn't even know what he was saying. There's some folk going to tell you where your stuff is. They're not even going to know what they're saying. They, oh, my God. And they, they asked him, said, what happened? They said, well, you know, I was with the Malachites, and we went down there, and we raided Ziklag. Amen. We took, they took, we took all the stuff, and I got sick, and my master left me here. Amen. And he said, what? Ain't it bad? He said, what? He said, well, where'd they go? You know where they at? He said, yeah, they right down there. He said, well, we getting ready to bust a cap in them right now. He said, hold up, hold up. He said, wait a minute. Y'all got to spare me now. Y'all got, don't you spare me now. I'll let you know what. He said, long as you pay. He said, we getting ready to bust a cap in them boys right now. High five somebody. I know it might not seem holy. It might not seem kind of spiritual. Hey, remember, you got to get radical with the devil. Look, high five somebody. Say, we getting ready to bust a cap in this thing. Somebody shout, glory up in here. Woo. Because you got to get radical with that joke. David said, yes, sir. Went down there and saw him. Y'all just play me some party music right quick. Went down there and saw them, and they were grooving. Said, we got our stuff. We done, we done broke up in the play. We done burnt down Zig Lang. Boy, we done, we, done, we done took it out. We got, us, we got all their wives and children. We got the honeys over there. And, boy, we get to the, and hold up. And David and them was over side of the corner. They were looking. Got behind the bush there. They said, Daddy, go right there. David said, y'all go around that way. We know God is with us. We getting ready to bust a cap off in these jokers right now. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Ain't it bad? Woo! Anybody getting ready to bust a cap? Amen. Well, I'm getting ready to get my stuff. <laughs> Woo! And, deep, they dived on them jokers. It said they whipped them all the way from that day to, <laughs> Brother Jenny, they whipped them all the way to that day from the evening of the next day. In other words, they kicked butt for 48 hours just off the road, just, just, just taking them out. Somebody shot Larry up in this mode. What? They were kicking, they were putting it on, they were putting foot right on up in that behind. Amen. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout glory up in here. Woo! Said they got everything back. And look at your neighbor and say, see, God is so awesome. 
High five somebody and say, and some. See, I know they got a basketball program called and one, but this is and some. Woo. Got everything back. Boy, ain't it back. Got every, they, they came back with everything. Came back loaded. They said they whipped every one of them except for 400 young men that got away on campus. Underlying young men. Because the young ones that got away, they know, said, we, we done learned a lesson here. <laughs> when we grow up, get big, <laughs> we ain't going to jump on God like that. We, we can't. Oh, come on, somebody. That's why it, it made a note, the young men. Let 400 young men get away. Amen, somebody. And they came back loaded. Loaded down. Done took them out. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to be loaded. 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 Come out. Loaded down. Good God Almighty. Oh, yeah, somebody praise him right there. Yeah, somebody feel it. Somebody see it. Somebody got it. Woo. Amen, somebody. Some of y'all, let me tell y'all something. You need to record where you are right now. Just take a couple pictures. So after God finished blessing you, oh, after God finished blessing you, you can show people, say, this, this right here was, this right here is the end of 2013. Right here, but you know where I am right now, this is right. They're going to say, what? Amen, somebody. But let, 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 me, let, me, let me tell you something. Now. But just think of what would have happened if you had quit. Just think what would have happened if you had quit. Think what would have happened if David had quit. Don't quit. And let me tell you what love will do now. Because you know them, them fellas, they want to, they come back now loaded, David. They come back loaded. And, and, and the 400 that went with David, talking about, we don't need to give them 200 boys nothing. They ain't go with us. <laughs> they, they said they ain't go with us. They didn't fight with us. David said, oh, wait a minute. See, there's one, there's the one thing where you can't go. And another thing when you won't go. See what I'm saying? That's why God, that's why I tell people God know your heart. And David represented God right here because David said, well, oh, wait a minute. No, we're not going to do them like that. Because if they could have come with us, they would have. They said, we're going to give them some. How, see, you got to get somebody else's victory too. And when you come back, look at your neighbor and say, give them some. Give them some. Now, don't be stingy. Give them some. Say, give them some of what you got. Amen. Because you got to understand, when, uh, when you make it, you're getting somebody else's victory too. Somebody else is going to win because you won. Oh, my God. Good God of mine. And so, I done threw my notes all out the window anyway. Ain't <laughs> you got to understand now. Is no time to quit.
no time to quit. I don't care. I know you've been praying for us. Family members, job situations, business concerns, things on the job, relationship issues. But now, no time to quit. Don't quit now. You quit now, you're going to miss out on what God has for you. There's some folk that y'all going to take this message to. Just look at them and say, don't quit now. Don't quit now. Some of y'all came in here today ready to throw in the towel on some things. On some things. I know you ain't said nothing to anybody. But God sent me here with a word to tell you. Don't quit now. Don't quit now. That's the word for the house today. Don't quit now. So many people quitting. Moving away from what God called them to do. Quitting on the family. Quitting on the dream. Quitting, quitting on things God called them to do. And the devil will give you an excuse. He'll, always, he'll, help you plan, he'll help you write up something. What about say, well, Bishop, I've, I've, been, I've been trying to do this thing right for a long time. And then every time I turn around, I feel like I'm struggling. I, you know, I'm just about to get up, up where you even said. Don't quit now. Don't quit now. Just the devil, your faith. Don't quit now. Hang in there and keep. I know you didn't cry, you didn't, didn't wept, you didn't told all kind of folks about it. Then some things you were too embarrassed to talk about. Don't quit now. I, I, I know you. Some of y'all concerned about your image, but you, come on now. Don't quit now. We didn't say nothing because, you know, we want to always want to look good in front of everybody. I shared some things with the, with the beard the other night. Somebody might look at me and say, what, Bishop, you went through that? That happened? Yeah. So when God delivered you from some things, I'm talking about real deliverance. When you really get delivered, then you can talk about it. A lot of folk can't talk about it yet because they're not really delivered from it. They're still trying to hide some stuff. No, 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 go down there. No, I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there. But when you can say, yeah, yeah, it happened. Sure did. Yeah. But I didn't quit. Look at God. Look what God has done. Right there. Didn't quit church. Didn't quit coming. Didn't didn't quit praying. Oh yeah, you you wanted to. Because just like I tell you, there, there there's a false peace in quitting. There's some folks sitting at home right now. They 
you know, I, I don't go to church anymore. But, but the thing, but, but, and see, you know there's no peace because when you talk to them, they always got to tell the story of why they quit and why they don't go to church no more. That's because there's no peace. No reason I don't go there because, you know what, you know, and, you know. No peace. You get peace, you put it behind yourself. I'm going back to church. Ain't gonna let nobody stop me. Ain't gonna let nobody. Uh, doesn't matter. I came to worship. Came to worship. This thing that's going on in this city right now, this pressure, it's, it's putting pressure on people. See, that's the enemy. And, I, and, and, and it's shocking to me many times when people have not realized this is a demonic thing. The enemy working in high places. Working with, dealing with congressmen, things like that. If you talk to one of them right now, they'd, be, oh, they'd probably go off right now if you tell them. You say, you don't you know that that's the enemy making you do that? They probably get mad. Because that's what the enemy would do. But you got to understand that's what it is. Pressure. Pressure to make people quit. Man go in the middle of the of the, the, the National Mall and set himself on fire. Y'all know what he said? He said, I quit. Man go in the Navy yard with a gun and just start shooting and Shooting, you know what he said? Quit. What caused people to do things like that? Then they try to latch on another position or to or to another religion to try to ease their conscience. But you can never do it. Because there's only one way. Let's do Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's why when you encourage yourself, you got to do it in the Lord. In other words, God's way. Everyone standing. And if you have a prayer request, what I want you to do is, is raise your hand. And if you're not saved, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, 